Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to another Solution Sunday because being the soul that you are is the solution to all of our human foibles and problems. <laughs> <laughs> perceived problems. <laughs> so today, my special guest is my beautiful, dear friend, Mara Leon. You guys know Keith. He has been my regular guest for a very long time. Mara is Keith's wife. She is a best-selling author. She is an artist. She is an entrepreneur. She is an amazing chef. She is all kinds of things. She is an, a very experienced self-healer at this point. And she has agreed to come on the show today and talk about healing the body in a peaceful way. Mara, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, this call was awesome. I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> right always we create the outcome first <laughs> yes i do and 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 uh i heard somebody on a podcast today call it time traveling and i love that so that's what i'm going to call it from now on because it really is right you know put yourself in the future see it done and feel it and you know get the excitement of it exactly it. it's done <laughs> right and you know, that really is how we end up healing ourselves as well. When we heal our bodies, we have to be able to vision the outcome first, because if we can't vision the outcome, we can't create it. Mm. Yeah, that is true. And sometimes that is uh, challenging to do when you're feeling the way I felt when I woke up this morning. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> which I alluded to when I talked to you before the call, but I didn't really go into it. So yeah, I woke up. It was one of those days where I just felt like um, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to see anyone. And I was like, oh, I'm having my call with Lisa today. Well, this will be interesting. And of course, that put the awareness in my mind. Oh, yeah, this is perfect. This is about embracing. Because one of the things that I've learned is that the healing of the body sometimes shows up in the mind and in the emotions so if my mind and my emotions are feeling all whack it's the same i i remind myself that oh i'm healing this is a healing right now this is what my body is doing and it's productive and it's good and as soon as i do that then i can embrace it and then i can support it instead of resisting it and rejecting it and fighting it which doesn't work at all <laughs> right well, that's what was perfect for this call <laughs> exactly yes fighting has never solved anything in case we haven't noticed that in the world situations for hundreds of thousands of years of constant battle on the planet and it's actually no different with our bodies so how did you come to learn this about your body? Well, uh, you know, that's an interesting question. I've thought about that. And I probably was born knowing it kind of like you were. Uh, although I don't have early as early of memories as you do. 
uh, maybe at some point I will, maybe they'll come back or maybe I just don't need to or want to. And that's okay too. There, there may be things that I don't want to remember. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that's all right. Um, yeah. But I definitely, you know, the family I grew up in, my mom was, um, they, they moved to, my parents moved from Boston up to Vermont, up to the country in the middle of nowhere, right around the time or right before I was born and moved into the house that I grew up in right around the time I was born. So, um, so they were doing, this was in the, you know, mid sixties and then, and then into the seventies I was growing up. And so it was like, it was like the sort of back to the land and, you know, hippies and all that kind of stuff up in Vermont. And it's interesting because it's almost like we've come back around to that now. Right. <laughs> back to the land thing and back to what's natural and what's real and um, slowing down and reconnecting again. But my mom was kind of a health nut and she was always looking at natural things rather than uh, medical things, rather than chemical things or anything like that. So I'm sure that influenced me. And uh, I just wasn't really into the whole doctor's thing. I didn't really have it too much in my mind when I was young that that was something really important. But then when I got to be an adult, you know, there was this, there's all these voices that are like, oh, well, you need to be responsible and do the thing you're supposed to do, right? right. Which I was pretty good at avoiding for a while, but then I got uh, this uh, corporate job briefly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there like just long enough to get the health insurance and that was new for me. And so I was like, okay, well I have this health insurance. I think it was all paid for by the company. So, so I was like, you know, one of the things my parents did taught me, is like, don't waste a gift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought, well, I better use this and go to a doctor, which was probably a big mistake, but it wasn't a big mistake in the sense that if I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't have learned what I didn't want to do. I wouldn't have seen, here's what happens when you go to a doctor. And uh, let me just preface by saying, I'm not telling anyone not to go to a doctor if that's what you want to do. And if it's the right thing for you to do, or if it's the right kind of doctor, or if it's just, you know, the right timing, whatever, you know, go for it. Um, but for me, <laughs> and uh, from a lot of what I uh, have observed for myself and uh, with other people is that um, it can often, well, it, it does tend to be focused, like you said, on the, on the fighting, on the something, my body's doing something, it's bad, I need to fight it, you know, I need to get it to stop doing that, and get it to do what I want it to do, and so that was what happened, I ended up, uh, before I went, somebody I knew was like, oh, make sure they check your thyroid, because mm. I guess I must have, like, commented on some things that were going on with me that made them think oh that could be your thyroid and that was like all the rage at the time that people were discovering oh they haven't checked thyroid they need to do that you know and all this whole autoimmune thing that grew out of that and so um so I had them check my thyroid and sure enough they found something <laughs> amazing how that happens <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> right <laughs> looking for something and there it is yeah, so they actually diagnosed me with Graves' disease, which was a, an overactive thyroid condition, 
that they said uh, was incurable. And but of course Hence they the grave, right? <laughs> oh yeah, good, good one, good one. Yeah, I was always wondering where that came from. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Take it to the grave. Oh boy, wow. Yeah, I did not even see that one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so of course, then they're when they tell you you have something, and maybe they tell you some of the symptoms that go with it. Or you go and look them up because that's what people do. Because I think by this time we had the internet, maybe. I'm not sure. Or maybe it was just that my parents sent me this book about, you know, thyroid disease. Mm. And, uh, you know, you look at the symptoms and it's like, you can pretty much like see how you could have everyone when you're feeling. Of course, of course, I automatically, part of my mind automatically went into that fear, even though that wasn't where I originally was coming from or what I believed or how I normally was. I definitely have, you know, grown up in this society. So I did definitely have the same conditioning that everybody gets uh, about being afraid of things like that. So, um, so yeah, so I, I saw that I, I, oh my God, I have all these symptoms. (laughs) And the one that I, the one that I love the best is that I said, your hair falls out. And, and so I was like, oh, my God, my hair is falling out. My brush is full of hair and there's just hair going everywhere. And I didn't realize until later that, I mean, I have always had a really thick head of hair. So thick that I that I discovered a few years ago that I could like cut off, like cut really short and take off like half of my hair underneath. And my hair is long. I, I put it up because it's hot today, but um, it was like way too heavy to ever wear it long because it's so thick. So it's like, was my hair coming out? Yeah, <laughs> it still right. comes out all the time. Like exactly. 30 years later, I still have tons of hair. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a good Me thing too. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that was what, so that was what started the whole thing. And, uh, and that was where I um, got to have the experience of going to a specialist because my parents asked me to getting that disease diagnosis um, and then shifting my, my thoughts about it, shifting my viewpoint about it to what I knew to be true and not buying in to what he was telling me and, and standing my ground and making my own decision to not do the treatment that they wanted to do on me, which was uh, he didn't want to do surgery, but he did, uh, recommend. Um, it was more than recommended. I mean, I think he just expected, I think they're just used to telling people what to do and they do it. Right. So, uh, but I, uh, he recommended the, uh, uh, radioactive iodine therapy. How do you like those words? (laughs) My heavens. (laughs) Yeah. Radioactive iodine therapy. So, uh, yeah. So I just, uh, was like, yeah, radio radiation in my body. I don't think so. But, but, but the, just the test, just the test to get the diagnosis was a, was a pill where you swallow a pill that actually the pill supposedly has radioactive iodine in it. I don't know how they come up with these things, but I saw that as poison in my body, but I wanted, I really wanted to do this for my parents to at least, you know, get the diagnosis for them. And so I, so I decided to do it, but I said, I, I said to myself, I can only do it if I don't see it as poison. If I see it as poison in my body, it's going to be poison in my body because I'm the one who creates that. 
-hmm. So, uh, so I, instead I said, oh, this pill is filled with angels. And when I take it, these little angels go in and somehow they like light up the inside of my body in a way where they can, where the doctor can take a picture with the camera and see what's going on in there. And that will please my parents. <laughs> and so I'm doing this for them. <laughs> hey, wow. The number of times I have heard people say, I'm doing this for my family or I'm doing this for somebody else. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it for my family. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and my, you know, I had a sibling who went through cancer and, you know, that was, you know, I just watched what that did to my parents. And so that, that partly influenced me. And to be honest, you know, my relationship with my parents, especially recently, as you know, has, has um, been a huge blessing of growth in my life in a really beautiful way, really challenging way many times. Um but the challenging things are the things that can really take us the furthest and the deepest if we allow it. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so that's been a beautiful thing. So, but I didn't do the, I didn't, you know, he wanted to do the treatment where they do more radioactive iodine and they, it basically dissolves your thyroid. So, because of course, if your thyroid is misbehaving and producing too much thyroid hormone, then we've got to just like kill it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Take some of it out of there, even though it's part of your body. <laughs> but exactly. your body obviously doesn't know what it's doing. Something's really wrong. <laughs> so we should just like, we'll try to kill just part of it, but we're not very good at that. So we're not, we'll probably kill too much of it. And then you'll have to take artificial thyroid replacement for the rest of your life. And I was like, yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> but, you know, the prognosis, if I didn't do that, was you know you're going to be in really big trouble it's it's bad you're you know maybe you will get cancer maybe you'll you know end up with some what do they say some goiter thing where it just like grows out of your neck <laughs> oh that sounds lovely right yeah. Yeah. all these things they try to scare you with and i mean maybe they're not trying to scare you but you got to realize it is a business and they are there to you know sell you the treatment so that's their yeah. that's their job and that's their business exactly and yeah, so you know, when we go to the doctor, we always go with that question, what's wrong with me? Or is there something wrong with me? And their business is to sell you the cure or the whatever is going to fix what's wrong with us. So like the whole yeah. thing is based upon what's wrong with us. And when we're looking at that, we're not looking at the other side. We're not looking at what's right with us. It's just and, and what's right with the body and what's right with the body and how what the body really is and how it really works. Precisely. Being able to trust it. And somehow, somehow at that young age, I already knew that the body heals itself. Yeah. I already knew that. I already had learned that somewhere and trusted it and knew it. And I said that to the doctor. I said, no, <laughs> that's not true that, that all this stuff you say is going to happen. Uh, the body heals itself. All I need to do is figure out, like, what is it that caused this condition and how do I shift things in my life such that I allow my body to heal itself instead of, you know, making it worse. Exactly. Yes. And that was, that was the big project. 
you know, changing everything from from stress to peace is not that easy of a thing to do. (laughs) Right? Yeah. You know. (laughs) Exactly. That was, that was a very similar story to mine. You know, yeah. when I looked at the when I looked at the prepaved path that the medical model lays out for cancer, it was like, wow, you know, chemo, radiation, long-term pharmaceuticals, radical surgery. Like, yeah, no, those things seem really, really scary to me. You know, and I'd I'd seen, you yeah. know, you don't even need to know somebody if they're going through chemo. You just walk down the street and you see the them with their heads covered or you know you know that they've lost all their hair and it's pretty pretty obvious and it's like wow at that at the point that point in my life my hair was kind of one of the only things I even liked about myself <laughs> like that I could even appreciate about my yeah. body it's like well I have pretty nice hair <laughs> you know it's like so I didn't want to lose my hair and I didn't want all those eyes on me going, oh, poor Lisa. So I thought, I'm not doing this. Like, I know my body will heal itself. And just like you, I knew that yeah. it was like the circumstances in my life that were causing this. So that's yeah. where we have to start looking. And, you know, we're, we're both part of the Inside Effects Project the the movie and the book you're you're one of the esteemed authors in the book and you know Keith is the one that made the movie and you know it really is talking about this whole new paradigm of how we don't have to battle our bodies how we can come to peace inside and allow the body to come back into alignment you know and I I talk yes. a lot about, you know, we've separation and division is kind of what has been going on on this planet for so long, you know, and we, for us, it's like we have been separated body, mind, and soul, where the soul belongs to the church and the mind belongs to the schools and the body belongs to the medical model. And we just operate <laughs> as pieces. So we fragment ourselves and it's going from pieces back to peace. That is the answer to all of this. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's really cool. Wow. Thank right. you. Yeah. Like it, it, that's why we're really talking about this today, right? Healing our bodies in a peaceful way. It's about coming back to peace on the inside so that we can trust our bodies and we can let our bodies do what they're divinely designed to do. Yeah. And it's hard to do it because it's almost like the world is against that. It's it's like the way that things are set up externally and that, you know, most people follow these rules or whatever they work in a way that makes things stressful for the most part, at least for people like us. I don't know. Maybe everyone's not stressed by it, but (laughs) (laughs) sensitive people who who see what's really going on can't just like whistle through this stuff and, oh, okay, fine. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That don't make any sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
but uh so yeah I shouldn't speak for everybody but but uh yeah so for some of us the 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 way the world is it's challenging and it and it kind of feels like well if I do this I'm not going to be effective or I'm not going to be nice to people like it's not it's not going to be good for other people because partly we've been taught that if we focus on ourselves it's selfish right that's like ego that's not being nice that's thinking you're like all that and you're not respecting other people but that's so the opposite of what's true and once you start to really i found that once i really just broke through that and said i'm going to do it anyway i you know the other way isn't working and so getting a disease diagnosis in fact uh can be really positive in the sense of being a wake-up call right so the way i was doing it got me here (laughs) (laughs) so how can i and and not necessarily the way i was doing things to my body but everything i think or say or do is affecting my body i mean my body is like the signal of what's happening and it's funny i was just hearing people talk the other day about how um the whole spiritual thing was like all about for a long time was like all about escaping transcending the body right getting out of of the body whether it's going to heaven or whether it's going you know becoming pure light or whatever it is right and again i'm not dissing that either and what i'm finding is that the body is the spirit the body is where the spirit resides and connecting with the body with love and with peace and listening to what it has to tell me and connecting it with what it wants to connect to which is the real natural world which is other people like real people and and things in nature and animals and plants you know sunshine ocean you know (laughs) trees um that's what the body wants and and you can tell because it feels good when you do it (laughs) exactly yes you know our poor bodies have just like you're talking about our poor bodies have really taken the a bum rap because it's the body that feels the pain whether the pain is physical pain or emotional pain and we don't like feeling pain so we end up blaming our bodies and we want to try to escape the body because we want to escape the pain but what I have discerned over the last few years is that it's not that we're trying to escape our bodies or even escape life on earth. We're trying to escape the dystopian society that has been built around and all of these rules and structures that make absolutely no sense whatsoever and cause the division and separation and war and fighting and you know, that's what we're actually trying to escape because ever since childhood, we've been taught, here are the rules. This is how it works here. You got to follow the rules and this is the way it is. And you just have to make the best of what is. Well, we're grand creator beings. What is, is what's already been created. And if we stay in the what is, we just keep recreating the same garbage over and over and over instead of moving forward and creating what we actually are, a bit, are, are able to create. 
heaven on earth, healthy, happy bodies. <laughs> yeah, one of the ways I've been hearing it the last few years is that like we've allowed um, sort of other entities to create this sort of darkness through us because we are the creators and to sort of um, make us believe that we're not that we're subject to circumstances rather than being the creator of them. So uh, everything's been flipped around backwards. And once it's almost like Christmas when you realize, Oh, it's me. <laughs> I mean, it can be negative too. Like, Oh, it's me. Like I created all the, all this icky stuff, but it also can feel really good. Um, I think it was Melissa Sell the other day had a meme. Maybe it wasn't her. So I think it was her uh said something about oh i want to find it now i'm going to find it quickly because it was about um when you recognize that you that you um created something icky yeah okay here it is feeling good about noticing yourself doing something that doesn't work works better than feeling bad about doing it <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She's brilliant for anybody that doesn't know who Dr. Melissa Sell is. She's a German new medicine practitioner and she's a being of very high consciousness and she puts out a lot of really great content. And sweet and adorable. Yeah, <laughs> Just, she's super she's, cute. <laughs> so, yeah, and and that's one of the practices as well is just noticing when I created something I don't like. And instead of like berating myself or judging myself or getting upset about it, just going, Oh, I did that. And I get excited that I, that I noticed it. Like, yes, I saw that. Right. Once you see it as you have said in the film, <laughs> once you see that you created it, then, you know, you can uncreate it and not even just uncreate it, but create something beautiful that just makes that just fall away. You don't, you don't have to focus on that thing. You can just, it, it'll just move. It'll just pass. Exactly. You know, and like when I realize that I create, you know, when something shows up and I'm, and I realize like, you know, I'm in the state of, oh my God, where did this come from? And I'm like, oops, it was me. I created <laughs> an oops. Okay. <laughs> let's let's re re redo. Let's create. Let's look Oop, what I want to like all right oops <laughs> miscreation let's 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 correct the mis misalignment here because whatever it is is just simply showing a misalignment between what we're thinking and what's actually true for who we are mm. right it's a it's a misalignment between or a misperception between the mind and the soul Yes. And, and that's, that can be an overwhelming thing. I mean, still at times for me, it's an overwhelming thing, but I remember years ago before I started practicing a different way of doing things, a different way of thinking and speaking and acting that it was sort of like, in, until you start practicing it, it seems like too much. Like, how could I ever get there? Right. But once you start practicing it and then you get like the more I got behind me of, oh, I see how things work out when I choose to just let it go, not dwell on it. It just, and this is not, a, it's not about ignoring things that are important. 
You know, it's not about putting your head in the sand or any of that stuff. Um, but it's about not being in that stressful place with things, not worrying, not cre not creating the worst by thinking that this thing that just showed up means that, right? Instead, create the best by saying how great this call was and how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like we, you know, I've just, I've witnessed so many people getting stuck in the fear of, you know, oh, my body is doing this thing and I'm, I'm terrified. I'm afraid of it. And, you know, they like, I just want it to change. I want it to change. I want it to change. And they're so focused on what's wrong and how fearful it is. They can't get anything to change because you can't change something from the thing like you can't you can't create peace from fear <laughs> like you have to move out of the fear in order to create the peace and joy that you're looking for but if we keep looking for evidence of improvement while we're still in the fear we're never going to find the evidence of the improvement because the body can't change until we change until we mm -hmm. bring ourselves to peace on the right side that's right that's right i i uh yeah i remember when i i found this after i left boston after i got that diagnosis i left boston moved to california and that was when i met keith and once i was with keith i found this ayurvedic practitioner i had tried a naturopath back in boston and it was like eh, wasn't really a match didn't really get feel any connection there but but with this uh I went to the, uh, this Ayurvedic practitioner and remember I called him on the phone to ask him if he could help me. And I really was in that place of fear. I was, you know, even though like, not even though, but probably because I had said no to the established path for this disease. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, there was still that voice in there going, you know, really? Like, who do you think you are? What do you think you're trying to do? Like, right. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, is this, is this really going to work for me? Am I going to really be able to make everything? Cause I still did have that idea in my mind that something needed to be fixed. And I didn't realize how that was still in my mind until I was on the phone with him. And I was saying, so like, do like, when you work with people with something like this, like, do they actually get better? Like, can it act? Can you actually, like, I'm basically asking, can you cure me? Can you heal me? Right. And I remember he said he just stayed really calm, but I, but I could hear some frustration in his voice. And he said, well, I can tell you that, that this path does work. I don't know if he used the word path, but you know, the process does work. Uh, because I don't think he, I think he could tell speaking to me that my mind wasn't ready for the words that say what we're saying now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> really have to shift your whole perception of things. Right. Uh -huh. But he said, but he said, what I have found is that patient compliance is the most challenging thing. And so I had to, I had to kind of think about, well, what does that mean? I didn't really, hadn't heard that term before. What does patient compliance mean? And then once he told me the things that he recommended that I do after I had gone to see him, you know, for my initial uh, meeting with him, 
I was like, oh, now I get it. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted me to change my diet. He wanted me to like do these certain yoga postures every day. He wanted, you know, they were, they were all things that were not like extreme or anything necessarily. But to me, they were because I did things a certain way. Like, I remember him asking me, uh, you know, to write down what I eat or like, like, what do you usually, or maybe he just asked me, what do you usually eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And I said, well, there's not really any usually. Like, I eat all different things, all different times, whatever. And I thought that was a good thing. I was like, isn't that a good thing? And he said, well, you know, sometimes some routine can be a good thing. (laughs) So it was hard for me to like, be like, create a routine and do something in a specific way. Um, why did I get on this topic? Oh, but I, yeah, cause I had that fear that I had to, that I had to fix it. But once I started doing some of those things and, uh, and, and at this, at this time or soon after this, um, Kate's friend, Rudy, uh, has started this business called the aura shop. And it was a kiosk card at the mall where they had these biofeedback readings where they could show you your aura on a, on a computer screen with a, with a special thing. Right. Cool. And then you see the colors and then Keith would give the aura readings and I would make the um, chakra bracelets. Right. And then they had all these products around the cart that were to support you in healing, whatever, you know, balancing or healing or supporting whatever need, needed to be done there. So they had aromatherapy, they had color therapy glasses, they had uh, sound therapy with different, you know, bringing to you a different level of vibration and all these different things. And so I started, collecting these things and utilizing them and at the time it felt like you know is this really going to do anything like what's the point of this that one part of my head that's like the condition program part right but I just said well let's see (laughs) and the more I did it the the calmer and more peaceful I got so and this has been this has been the the pattern over the years is the more peaceful I can be stop worrying about it stop being afraid of it and the last few years learning some of the things I learned about that I had already kind of knew I used to see say to keep oh maybe I shouldn't say this this is going on YouTube right (laughs) (laughs) you're talking code (laughs) Uh, there's a certain theory (laughs) (laughs) yes that's been called a theory my whole life and I was like well it's a theory that means I never proved it right exactly (laughs) and I was kind of half joking but I also was like well that's how my brain works like why do they call it a theory why like there must be a reason yep and come to find out that's the case you know that a lot of these things that we took as this is the way it is with the body Mm-hmm. and with disease and all these things are are not the way that we were taught they are and we don't have to be afraid I mean we wouldn't have to be afraid anyway the truth is whether I knew those things or not but it really helped me <laughs> you know right to be willing to say it's gonna be okay I'm gonna be okay I'm feeling this way right now it's okay like you said pain pain is a big one or the type of symptoms that that get you scared because we've like learned and oh no that's that that's bad if you have a high fever like that could really be bad but when I get a fever 
like it's so clear to me that my body is like burning something off right and that's a good thing it's something that needs to be burned off exactly. and so now oh yeah go and I just embrace it and I just let it move through and it's awesome yes right and like and when we just come to peace with the fever and we play nice with it and just allow it to do its thing it moves yeah. through far faster than when we're like oh my god I'm sick <laughs> we just fight it all the time yep faster and easier because because with because with pain as well although that really is maybe the toughest one in a lot of ways because we've really come to identify pain in in such a way of uh it's bad i can't i i don't want it um you know it's 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 so bad it's uh, it's hard to find the words but you know when you have pain you just want to get rid of it like immediately it's gotta go exactly and yet I have had a few times, I can't say I'm like, uh, you know, an expert at this, but I have worked with like leaning into the pain in a way that, or, or just changing my beliefs about the pain, changing my, uh, my view of it as being bad. Like I've experimented with that years ago, I tried it and then I've tried it some other times of like of going well this is just this is simply a sensation that's going on it's a sensation that i'm feeling and the only reason i think it's bad is because i've labeled it as bad so it, it and that i don't like it but maybe it, it could actually feel good if i believed it felt good maybe it would start feeling good so i've actually kind of played with that a little bit <laughs> Right. That's like the whole premise of block therapy, the, the fascia yeah. method that Deanna Hansen has and, and Quinn Castellane have have come up with. And it's so it's such a beautiful healing modality, just these blocks of wood that you, yeah. you lie on, you put pressure on and it's uncomfortable. You know, it's it can be painful, you know, like melting the, yeah. the side of the thigh, the IT bands like. Uh, that can be really, really painful. But then we notice that, well, it's painful because the fascia is locked down in the body and it's restricting movement. And now that pain just is the, the sensation that lets us know that, okay, we've hit that spot where the fascia is locked down. And then as we lay there and breathe with it, it starts to unlock. It starts to kind of melt. And the pain yeah. goes away after a few minutes and we start to reframe the way we look at pain and we look at it as a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And it goes away because we allowed it to go through its cycle. Exactly. That's such a great example, Lisa, because there are, this is, this is such a great um, like thing of itself, but also metaphor for other things, which is that there, there are types of pain that we've, identified as good and types that we've identified as bad right so mm -hmm. if i'm working out and i'm like trying to lift a heavy weight and it hurts and i'm pushing and it's like painful i'm like i know it's good i'm not like afraid oh no and actually i actually that was an issue for me because i i had trauma around that apparently uh, i'm not sure you know why or how but when i did start working out a couple years ago um 
it, it actually like, like scared me when I would feel the pain. And so I had to get beyond that. But once I did get beyond it, because the trainer was like, good job, this is great. And I'm like, why is he saying it's great when it's hurting me? Like, I'm hurting my body right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And in a way you are, this is what I've heard about working out. You're actually when you're building muscle, you're actually like, killing cells or something. I don't know what the specifics of that is rips and tears, then the body rebuilds itself. And when the body rebuilds itself, it rebuilds itself stronger. Yeah. So I can't say, you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing, but people see it as a good thing. And so then you don't have to be scared of it. But yet these other things, when we have pain, oh no, that's got to be really bad. Oh, I have a stomachache. Oh no, is it, my appendix needs to come out or something. <laughs> you know? like, right. Yeah. We've just really been conditioned by pain. You know, it, this process of, if you don't do this, you're going to be punished. And punishment is painful, no matter what the punishment is, you know, whether you can't have dessert or you can't go out and play for the weekend or, you know, like whatever the the punishment is, you know, you're going to have to stay after school. You know, it's like, ooh, you know, like we want to avoid that pain and that punishment and Mm. emotional pain and physical pain are interlinked as just simply pain. We don't learn how to differentiate between the two things so we just the body is the part that feels the sensation of pain whether it's fear or guilt or or shame or you know i banged my knee and i'm in pain like we don't have a differentiation for that so we end up blaming our bodies and trying to escape the body because we don't want to be there and then that yeah, just sometimes longs the pain. <laughs> right. And then sometimes the emotional pain, like today with me, it was like, it felt really, really, really bad. I mean, and I, and I think for, with today, it was a combination of um, specific things that are going on this past week uh, with people that I'm dealing with personally with certain things. And then, uh, also with and that and then these things are all related to because because i know there's things that are going on in the world right now that are really affecting people deeply yeah and being the sensitive soul that i am you know i feel that stuff when other people are feeling it even if i'm not like paying attention to this i'm not watching the news i'm not i'm not in the country where specific things are happening um or talking to people who are there necessarily, but it's still coming to me and I'm still feeling it and it can be really intense. And so I've actually been thinking about that this week where issues that have come up, I had a particular issue come up with someone that, that we, that we work with um, and the way that they were reacting to certain things seemed like inappropriate. And, and it was like triggering me. And then I said, okay, I feel this trigger. I feel this feeling in my body. And I've learned that when I feel that, like notice that, notice that that's like, what What were you saying? Like an error in thinking? I can't remember the word you used, but. Like a little misperception, but, misalignment. Well, yeah, misalignment. or misalignment, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And so I started to think, I started to just, first, first thing I think I did was to just like, look at him with love, look at that that being with love 
And then I started to think about, oh, you know, with everything that's going on in the world right now, and who knows what's going on in this person's life. And, you know, this, this probably has nothing to do with me or even this particular situation mm-hmm. that's happening. And I just started going into this compassion and love and peacefulness about it. And when I did that, I actually was able to um, come up with an idea that hadn't come to me that, that might actually help the situation a little bit. And so I kind of threw that out. And when I threw it out, it like, it ended up not working, but the response I got was like so much more positive because he could feel like my love and my like wanting to be helpful, you know, and, and he really appreciated that. And that just sounds like a simple thing, but that's actually the, the opposite of war, just like what you were talking about before. And the only way that we get peace is by practicing it within ourselves and then with each other. Exactly. That's it. And, you know, it is, it's all about creating peaceful relationships, whether it's peaceful relationships in between countries in between people or with our own bodies. It's all the same. And yeah. you and you and Keith have a, a best-selling book about relationships and how yeah. to create peace and harmony in relationships. Yeah. The so, seven steps to successful relationships, our first book. I <laughs> uh, love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. And it's a it's an easy one to read and uh it's very revealing about our life at the time because <laughs> we didn't hold anything back. <laughs> uh, get into an argument and one of us would be like, get a notebook. This is good. We need this for the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I bet you those seven steps also would apply to having a peaceful relationship with our bodies. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm not sure if we focused on that in the book. We probably didn't, but I think we did at least mention that you could use uh, the steps for all types of relationships, but most particularly with your relationship with yourself. So, yeah. And the body is part of ourselves. True. So it, it really applies because, you know, it's like the fractal universe. One thing is everything kind of thing, Right. It applies to all different types of relationships. And when we can come to peace, then all the relationships get better. And really, you know, when we look at what's being demonstrated out, demonstrated right out in the world, we're not (laughs) seeing peaceful relationships demonstrated because that's about all of it is you know, about war and fighting and hardship and struggle and pain. And when we're, when we're focused out there, you know, that's what draws our attention and we become very unsettled and unpeaceful inside. Mm. It's our ability to be able to create that peaceful relationship with ourselves within ourselves because then it goes within ourselves as well. Yes. Yes. And I keep coming back to the nature part yeah. of it, the slowing down. You know, I, I've just, uh, for me personally, I've, I've gone back to uh, 
doing less. Uh, this is not always easy. I'm still glued to my phone a lot of the time, and I, I really want to ship that. But uh, doing less in technical ways and more in just just like real, real connection. Yes. And and slowing down and being peaceful and noticing simple things and noticing what's going on in my body and my mind, noticing what's going on with the person across from me. You know, do they could you know, do they need some support right now? Do they need some love? I mean, we all need love all the time. <laughs> yeah. And that's another great way to get outside of myself when I'm feeling icky is to just call up somebody that comes to my mind and just say, how you doing? How can I support you today? You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. It really helps a lot. For sure. You know, when we go out in your, your point about going out in nature, you know, this beautiful, beautiful mother earth, that is a living, breathing being. She too is a non-physical being. The earth is her physical body, but she is a non-physical being just like us. We are non-physical beings that have physical bodies. When we go out and we connect to the earth, if we place our attention on the fact that she is our mother, she is who nurtures us. She provides everything we need to be healthy and happy. You know, she provides food. She provides water. She provides air. She provides the things for clothing and housing. You know, everything we really need comes from this beautiful mother. And when we start to just go out and connect and place our attention there, we can feel supported literally from Mother Earth herself. And she's right here 24 seven, but we're so taught to, you know, don't look, don't look at that. You know, that, this is just some big dead rock going through space. It's not true. <laughs> no, I mean, the, there's so much, yeah, so much energy and beauty and love and support available there. There so is. It's incredible. When I go, when I get to Florida and I go down to the ocean here, oh my gosh, Keith got me to work out down at the ocean the other day. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> on the beach workout. Uh, I, and I said, put in parentheses, AKA what I got Mara to do. <laughs> it was, it was like early morning and it was like, menacing clouds heavy wind like everything was really intense and we went down there and I just was connecting with the ocean just going wow so much energy <laughs> you know yes. it's it, you can't help but feel it I think that's why people love to be at the beach yep. you know the ocean or even the river beach I mean ponds are nice too they're the calmness but the ocean and the river have this like intensity of energy and movement and you can feel it it's so strong it's so beautiful it's so amazing yes 
I love it that, you know, there's usually a breeze at the ocean, you know, and it's like just allowing that to move through and feeling the energy moving through and just cleansing the aura and, you know, the, the non-physical space talking about the aura photography, you know, we don't normally notice our aura because you know we don't always see auras around people we can with the photography but this space around our bodies is not just empty and it's literally part of who we are and when we can clear and clean and balance that space then that helps us balance our bodies as well yeah that's um that's something i'm learning from you lisa <laughs> yeah I forget I forget that a lot at least in the way that you talk about it I probably do it in other ways mm -hmm. but to really um remember to to sense it and think of it as part of me mm -hmm. um yeah I have a challenge with that yeah well you know we've just been our attention has been directed away from anything that we can't see with our physical eyes. We have been taught that it's just our imagination that it doesn't exist. And yeah. at the same time, we have been taught that everything is energy. So now, because we can't see energy, we've been taught, well, just ignore that. That's just your imagination. That's not anything real. If it's not physical, it's not real. Right, but right everything is literally energy and the space around us is our own personal energy field and it's really important to start you know to be able to understand how energy works because anything that we fight is going to fight us back and you know if the energy that we put out is the energy that gets reflected back in physical form so this is how we create our realities. And when we're in fear, doubt, worry, that, that vibration is being emitted. We're transmitting that energy. And mm -hmm. then we receive that same energy back in a form, in a structure. And it's like, right. oh my God, how did that show up? Well, <laughs> let me backtrack what have I been sending out? Because yeah. what shows up is the reflection of what's been sent out. Yeah, good point. Right? So this is why it's so important to be peaceful, to be mm -hmm. able to be peaceful, calm, and happy. You know, I talked, I had, I was talking to some people this morning, just sending them a message. And I felt like you did this morning when I woke up, I woke up and I was like, no, like I didn't like, there was something off about the energy. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I'm feeling just like some darkness, some cloudiness, like some heaviness. Like, yeah. I don't know where it's coming from. It's not mine. And so like my response is kind of my go-to response is to turn my light up, like see the light in my heart and just turn that way up. So I become like the sun. 
And so yeah. then I just beam out like the sun and just watch that energy dissolve. So I was talking about, you know, my in today's today's weather forecast, like here in the Adirondacks, this is what's going on. And so this is the external forecast, and that's the external weather. And my internal weather forecast, I woke up and it was cloudy. I I turned on my sun and shine that till it started to dissolve all the cloudiness. And then oh. I started to really feel better. <laughs> and I realized like, we're all, like we are all in control of our own internal weather. Like, yep. <laughs> That's so let great. the external weather affect us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that. Wow. Wow. That is the best. I have to see, we have no excuse. I love it. You know, I wake up and it's a cloudy day. I can be the sunshine. Exactly. We are all the elements water, air, fire, and earth. You know, mm. that fire element, that's the that's the part that burns off the stuff that we don't need, you know, like when we're having the fever. You know, when we're sweating, we get really hot. You know, there's the fire element, <laughs> right? The body, the the bones, the joints, the 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 tissues. That's the earth part. The wind. Well, you know, we don't want to talk about that, right? <laughs> Oxygen, the breath of life. That's the wind. That's it. <laughs> the air and. And that, right? It's like oh my God. So the water, the blood, the 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 water in every single cell. It's like yeah. all the waters on the planet are connected. You know, part of what like go into the ocean. Like the the water in our body is connected to that, to the water in the ocean. You know, yeah. we communicate with these elements all the time, but most of us have never been taught to utilize those or to be able to rearrange our internal elements you know if it gets a little cloudy out hey i can actually burn that off i can turn on my sun and open it all up <laughs> so cool <laughs> uh, i love it wow mara this has been such an incredible conversation i always yeah. love our conversations and so i was so excited when you said yes to coming on solution sunday because you know i know that our conversations always help me and i'm sure that they can help other people i'm hoping that a lot of the listeners today had some aha moments from our conversation and can feel how coming to peace is really where it's at. This is where the healing is. Whether we're talking about bringing our pieces, the body, mind, and soul back into one piece so that we can feel that peace within, or whether it's mending all of the division and separation in the external world so that we can have peace on earth. Yeah. And peace on earth really starts right inside each one of us when we bring ourselves back to peace we can then that frequency gets emanated out and other people can feel that too yes 
yeah, I, I hope we did inspire some people with that because we need everybody on board with the love and the peace. Exactly. It is the powerful healer and peace and love. That's it, right? Being yeah. the love that we are, being the souls that we are, they're directly connected to the love and light of God, source, prime creator, nature, universe, whatever words you want to use. But it really is all one. All that is, baby. <laughs> love it. So, <laughs> Mars, are there any words that you would like to to leave us with? And if people would like to reach out to you or find some of the books that you're in, how do they do that? Uh, the books are on Amazon. Um, you can probably look it up by Baby Pie Publishing. Some of our books are there. And then there's lots of other people's books that we've published. But um, that's where you'll find the seven steps to successful relationships is right on Amazon. And the Inside Effects book, How the Body Heals Itself, that's on Amazon. Um, also, there's a, uh, I guess there's a web page also for that, the InsideEffectsBook.com, I believe. Yep, and I the there's one is just uh, InsideEffects.com. Uh, that's the film, yep. And, oh, and there's t-shirts on that page too. That's <laughs> that right. I, oh my gosh. T-shirts are sweet. <laughs> yes. I, I helped create those t-shirts. <laughs> they are. They're really awesome. Um, those are on the insideeffects.com. And uh, yeah, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, I, one of the ways I stay peaceful is by being really private. So I don't really put out my contact information anywhere, but if they uh, like really want to contact me, they can contact you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> tell me about it. How's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that because you know, technology is not always our greatest friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I may, I may emerge at some point, but for the most part these days, I'm pretty much in my little bubble. <laughs> yep, you can find her in the inside effects book.com read read her chapter it's quite lovely very peaceful and so are there any words you'd like to leave the audience with today mara <sighs> just uh be the love you know love love yourself love love others love your circumstances love the earth love life love it all whatever shows up just bring love to it exactly i love it <laughs> <laughs> great mara thank you so much this has been such a beautiful conversation so for anybody that is looking to contact me my book is called the what's it called the simplicity of self-healing <laughs> which is now in its 10th anniversary edition i am also in um, some of Keith's other compilation books and you can find me at connecting you to you.com. Thanks so much, everyone. Until Thank next you. Sunday, create for yourselves some beautiful internal weather, peaceful, happy, sunny days. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Love you. Love you too. Thanks everyone. <laughs>